chapter 14, Romans 14, verse. Praise you all. Romans 14, verse 17. If you are there, say amen. amen. For the kingdom of God is not it's not meat and drink, but righteousness, praise God, 
righteousness, peace, and joy were in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things served Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Amen. Let us therefore follow after these, the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may do what? Edify another. Glory to Jesus for the kingdom is not meat and drink, but it's, it's, it's righteousness, peace and what? And then joy in the, in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Um, book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 3, praise God. Verse 1, if you are there, say amen. amen. Say the, O foolish Galatians, that who had bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus had been evidently set forth crucified among you and this would I learn of you received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith are you so foolish having begun in the spirit are you now made perfect in the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it yet, if it be yet in vain for he therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and walketh miracles among you, doeth he eat by the works of the law or by the word? Hearing of faith. Praise God. Um, do it he by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith. Praise God. Um, verse 2 says, Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the word. Hearing of faith, that's then verse 5 said, He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, right? And walketh miracles among you that doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So um, you're seeing two things. This, this thing called the hearing of faith, two, two aspects of ministry, which, this, which is worked out through the hearing of faith, first of all, or not first of all, but mainly it is the, the ministry of the Spirit. That's the main thing, if you put verse 2 and verse 5 together, 
right, verse 2, say, spoke about you receiving the Spirit, and when you received the Spirit, did you receive it by the works of the law or through the hearing of faith? And then verse 5, that he that ministered unto you the Spirit, is it, and walketh miracles. So you see the walking of miracles being attached to the ministration of the Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's one thing you find with spirit, the, the ministry of the Spirit. Um, the ministry of the Spirit has, um, uh, has things attached to it. Praise God. Um, the, those things are not just um, so when you talk of the miraculous, the miraculous really um, is different from the um, a diff- is different from certain manifestation of the Holy Ghost, which can be wrought and brought about, for example, through the gifts of the Spirit. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, there are nine gifts of the Spirit, right? Praise God. Um, nine gifts of the Spirit. Of the nine gifts of the Spirit, one of them is walking of miracles. Uh, right? Just one of them is, is what? It's called the, the working of miracles, to honor that the working of miracles. So, so really, praise God. So it means that prophecy is not miracles, it's not working of miracles. Discerning of spirit is not working of miracles. Diverse kind of tongues, interpretation of tongues, you know, healings are not miracles, right? <laughs> Do you see there's difference between healings, praise God, and someone can have the gift of faith and is operating the gift of faith, but it's not really working of miracles. The gift of faith can operate, see, and to another faith by the same spirit, First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to, to 10, right, amen. amen. To another faith by the same spirit, um, can we bring the volume down in the house just a little bit, Amen. To another faith by the same spirit, to you can hear me, right? Aha. Yes. Uh-huh. To another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts. So even healing are not one kind. There are many gifts of healing. The gifts of healing by the word same spirit. To another the walking of miracles, and then to another prophecy. So you see, um, walking. So this walking of miracles here is not just is not saying miracles, it's saying walking of miracles, right? So this, this gift is, is actually a particular, is a particular way of, bring, of bringing miracles. It's having, pro- producing miracles or working miracles 
through the gift of the Spirit. So that means what you call miracles is something very specific in the Spirit. Right? Not, every, not every healing that you see is a miracle. Right? You can have a healing, but it's not a miracle. Right? There are many things that can happen that are not miracles. But there is something called miracle, but the gift of the Spirit is one way that someone can wrought miracles through the gift of the Spirit. Are you seeing that? See, working of miracles. So you see, it is verse, Galatians 3, verse 5, it says, Worketh miracles. So, this is different. It's not talking about working of miracles in Galatians, in, sorry, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is speaking about working of miracles through the gifts of the Spirit. In Galatians 3, it's talking about working of miracles as part of a kind of operation which he calls the hearing of faith. Right, which, which manifests, do you see that, um, as, as the, through the hearing of faith, or hearing of faith that is tied to something, not just standing alone. I'm sorry, I mean miracles, the working of miracles, that not just standing alone, but is attached to a certain kind of ministry. Do you see that? It's miracle working that's tied to a ministry. It's different from the, the, the working of miracles as a gift of the Spirit. This one, as a gift of the Spirit, is different. Every Christian can desire this, the one in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Do you agree? Because yes. that's a gift of the Spirit. You covet even the best gifts. You can covet the gifts of the Spirit. Every believer can desire to walk miracles through the gift of the Spirit. And if the Spirit, as he wills, he giveth severally as he wills. If he wills, he can grant such a gift to a believer and miracles can be wrought. Amen. But what they are speaking concerning in Galatians chapter 3 is speaking about certain things that you, you will... What actually makes a miracle? Praise God. If you um, follow the scripture, if you follow the scripture, um, if you look at you, and there's a way you have to do it, you have to do it with some kind of education, which is you have to check where the ministry of the Spirit is going, is flowing, and the kind of things that are following the ministry of the Spirit. I remember the first person, the first person who ministered the Spirit via the hearing of faith was Jesus. Do you agree with that? Right. The person who, who began the ministry of the Spirit through the hearing of faith was Jesus himself. Jesus himself, personally. Now when he was on the earth, 
um, while, while he was on the earth, he began to lay the groundwork for, the mini, for this thing they call ministering the spirit. He laid the groundwork, praise God, and he, began, he actually began it. He actually began the preparation to create the kind of um, foundation for the ministry of the spirit to flow. Jesus laid foundation. A lot of things, if you want to check the foundation, you know Jesus was a foundation man, right? He's the first apostle of the New Testament. Right? He's our, 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 our apostle and the high priest, the high priest, apostle and the high priest of our profession. Amen. So he began to, to lay, do a lot of foundational work. And the foundational work that he did was, the ministry of, was for the ministry of the Spirit. Clearly, it's very clear that Paul explained to you that everything about the ministry of the New Testament is the ministry of the Spirit. And that's what Jesus came to lay the framework for, for the ministry of the New Testament, which is the ministry of the Spirit. Praise Jesus. Are you understanding me? So, so such a man... Um, one thing that you find Jesus fulfilled this thing, that description here in Galatians chapter 3. One thing that you, you find with ministers of the Spirit are miracles. Yes. One thing you find with who? You find miracles with them. Miracles is not just, like I said, not gifts of the Spirit. Um, if I can put the scripture together, if you understand what is miracle, miracle means signs and wonders. Right? A sign and wonder means a sign that is wondrous. It's, but it's not just a wonder, it's also a sign. Means that it is there because of something. If it's a sign, it means it's not the main thing. Do you understand? That is what makes, what makes something a sign, is that it's not the main thing. It's not the main thing. It's following something. Or there are different kind of signs. There are signs that go ahead, which is a sign of things to come. That's a kind of a sign. Then the other kind of sign is a sign that follows. Right? There are two kinds of signs. Signs of that which is to come, and then what a sign that follow. Praise God. That, so this, this, the, when it comes to speak of miracles, miracles have to do with sign, not just ordinary sign, but sign that should cause you to wonder. It's a wondrous kind of sign. Do you see that? Um, because if you have a sign that's not wondrous, the sign can sit there and no one even, no one sees the sign. No one, it doesn't, it doesn't speak to the heart. It won't call the heart that this is anything. It's just a sign, sign of what? I'm not interested in those things. So it won't call hearts. But when you say sign and a wonder, it's talking about a wondrous sign, right? It is for it's following something, right? It's, it's following something 
Praise Jesus. It's, it's almost like a confirmation of something. It's not really a confirmation. It's like a, a way to draw kind of an attention in a way. Praise God. But this kind of sign, when it's a sign and wonder, they, they, actually, they actually follow. They follow certain things. Praise God. So, you see, Jesus was a minister of the Spirit. Jesus had miracles. And Jesus' miracle, if you want to summarize them, they are signs and wonders. Right? Sometimes it can manifest as a type of healing. Or causing a fig tree. Or walking on water. Or speaking to the wind. Or getting coin from the mouth of the fish. <laughs> Those are all, they are all signs and they are all wonders of Jesus. Praise God. But all those things, what were they for? What were they doing? They were actually following the ministry of the Spirit. Do you understand? How do I know they are following the ministry of the Spirit? They never happened in Jesus' life until he moved into the season of the ministry of the Spirit. Right? Until he began to do what? Until he began to, to minister what? The Spirit. Praise God. Do you, do you agree with me? Yes. In fact, when the first time one he did in Cana of Galilee, when he was telling his mother that this thing has not yet come, although even though really the reason why he could do it is because he has already been announced right, by the father in Jordan. That was after they just announced him in Jordan. The father has announced him. That announcement was an announcement to Israel, right, telling Israel that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, right. He was commissioning them. And from that point, attention can be drawn to Jesus because the father has already done that. And that's why the next day John saw him. John began to draw attention to him. It was a prophetic spirit in John. That began to say, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Then the day after, Behold the Lamb of God. Then the disciples who were with him, two of them, they saw him, they followed him. Where are you staying? Come and see. Right? Because the Father has already, um, the Father has declared him already. That declaration of the Father was um, saying, when he said that, It's my beloved Son, we know that the purpose of the Son of God is to become the brightness of his glory to become his express image. You can't, you can't separate the declaration of Jesus as the Son from, the, from his showing of the Father or some kind of ministry. Do you agree? That's Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 was saying that God who has hundred times diverse manners spoke to the fathers by the prophet has now in this last day spoken unto us by who? By his son, whom he had appointed of all things, by whom he made the world. So when the Lord was, God was saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, the reason for that is for speaking. It's actually for speaking in the last days. Right? Which is a kind of ministry, an era of ministry. Praise God. How do I know Jesus was a minister of the Spirit? Because Jesus himself said it. John chapter 6, he said that it's the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. 
the words I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. That's Jesus. So he said it by himself that what I'm actually doing is I'm ministering. Now even though those who were listening to him did not have what it took to bear what he was saying, it doesn't take away from the fact that Jesus was a minister of the Spirit, even at that time. And a lot of what he said, many of us, that's what we are coming into now. We are reading it, we are understanding it through reading his words. You can come into the ministry of the word, of the Spirit. So, right from the time, so it's clear that from when Jesus began to minister the Spirit, what happened? You saw also signs and wonders began to occur, began to follow, or what you call miracles, I call them. What Jesus Christ did were miracles. All of them were miracles. It wasn't gift of the Spirit. It's something that's following something. It's a ministry. It's, there's, there's a kind of signs and wonders that uh, is following a, a, the ministry of the Spirit. Are you getting me now? There's difference between just the, all the, the signs, all the wonders that the, the prophets did. Remember, you see, the Bible does not really refer to a lot of the, the almost seemingly miraculous things in the Old Testament as miracles. I don't know if the, you hear the word miracles in the Old Testament. I've, I don't see it a lot. If you search the Old Testament, I don't see the word miracle. So the, the Spirit doesn't use that word that much. And even though there were a lot of things that were happening, Moses opened the Red Sea, all kinds of things happened. But it didn't term it really miracle. It means even though there were a lot of signs that happened, different things that, that occurred, supernatural things, right? There was a lot of the supernatural. But the Bible or the Spirit in the Scripture didn't really call them miracles. You understand? So it means that that word miracle is a specific kind of word. It's actually a specific kind of supernatural occurrences that follows the ministry of the Spirit. Do you see that? They follow what? The ministry of the Spirit. And I said that they are, they are not, they are signed, they point to something. So the, so the thing about miracles is that you should not camp around them. Do you get that? You should not do what? Don't camp around miracles. It's different from Old Testament. right? Literally, they, they, they were led through supernatural you know, dealings in the wilderness. Everything, there was nothing more in the wilderness than the supernatural. And that's what the people, Jesus, the Lord was actually baptizing Israel into the supernatural. That was their bread and their butter. They were literally eaten by supernatural means. Their clothing were, was expanding supernaturally. Everything about their life was just supernatural. So it was an immersion into a supernatural in that kind of sense. But they were not tasting of the ministry of the Spirit. That's why I wouldn't call that miracle in the way that the New Testament uses miracle. It's different. Praise God. And 
Um, and uh, Apostle Paul made a contrast between what they had, the law, and what he calls the ministration of the Spirit in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Right? In, he was contrasting the, ministry, the law and then the word, the ministry of the Spirit. Praise God. Do you see that? And you see, he, he brought that same thing into Galatians. He's also doing the same thing. Right? He that, see, verse 2, it says, um, Galatians 3, verse 2, are you following me? Yes, that this only will I learn of you, that receive you the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. It's the same thing. He's speaking about the ministry of the Spirit. Did it come through the law? Or is it by the hearing of faith? He's also he's creating also a contrast between both. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Are, you, are you hearing me? Yes, sir. So you see, the, you see the same pattern in the Bible. When the, the book of Acts, you see Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was raised by God. He was converted in terms of being born again, right? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, but he didn't do any miracle or any sign. Nothing happened. Then the Lord Jesus began to reveal his son in him. If you follow the pattern of that, um, um, praise God. This Galatians chapter 1 and chapter 2, when he was describing his experience with the Lord Jesus, praise God. Um, but then if you go to the book of Acts, you then realize also that that's exactly what happens. Paul went through a time of training. You didn't hear anything like miracle. But when he stood fully into his office as a minister of the Spirit, right, the miraculous opened up. You go to a point the Bible says that God did very strange miracles. By what? The hand of Paul. Right? These strange miracles by what? The hand of Paul. Well, you know that, but the miracles that he did with the hand of Paul were not just show. They are not things to camp around. Praise God. The Lord wrought many miracles, strange miracles. Let's see that book of Acts. Glory to God. Where is that in Acts? Amen. Special, special, not strange. Acts 17, 19 verse 11. And God wrought what? Special miracles by the what? Hands of Paul. This was Acts chapter 19 verse 11. So when he went to Ephesus, right? You see in this place, they say that from his body wrought, were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. Diseases departed from them. This is the same kind of thing that was happening with Jesus. With Jesus, the woman touched his apron, right? Touched him, and then he said, Virtue had left me. Praise God. Um, so, the power that was doing this, these things, like I said, it's not gift of the Spirit. It's not, this neither is this the signs that should follow them that believe. That is also a particular kind. The reason why those signs should follow them that believe 
is also a sign of a particular kind of cutting, is a portion. When you believe, you get born again, you actually cut a portion of the spirit. And that, that measure you cut has its own signs that follow it. Two. Do you get what I'm saying? So you can't take, you can't take a cut of spirit without taking the sign. There's a sign that follows. Do you see that? And so it's, it's clear that this, the cut of the spirit which was taken is that which can indwell in the inner man. That's the spirit man. When it, with the, because of, of spirit, in the spirit man, because of that, which happens and is there through a believing, if a belief, then in my name they will cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink any deadly thing if you not hurt them, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Praise God. So it's very clear that these things too are also what? Signs. They are not to be camped around. Really. It's a sign of the spirit in your spirit man. That's what they are pointing to. When these things begin to happen, it's a sign that this person has God's spirit or has the spirit of Christ in their spirit. That's why all these things are happening. It's a sign pointing to that thing. He said, they shall follow. Shall follow them that believe. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Well, you see Paul as a, who is a minister of the spirit. Um, Paul who is a minister of the spirit. Who is commissioned for, to minister the spirit to the souls of men that to carry that ministry of the Spirit, you see that the Lord began to wrought special what, miracles also by his hand. And those miracles, are, they follow also the, the ministry of the Spirit, which he carried. And that way you see it is, um, praise God. After later, when the, when the word of God, first of all, grew mightily and prevailed, and then the Bible now began to say, that, and, the, and the Lord God confirmed the word with signs following. Let's see that. I believe it's the same chapter. Praise God. Okay. That's verse 19, verse 20, right? It says, so mightily what? Grew the word and of God and then what? Prevail. Now, what, this word of God that grew mightily, right? The word of God that grew mightily is the, is the spirit word. And now you can replace word of God here with the sword of the spirit, right? It taught us that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So, the sword of the spirit grew mightily and prevailed. So it's clear that the word of God, when you're, you're ministering the word of God, is the ministration of the spirit. Now, milk of the word doesn't qualify here as a ministration of the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the, this ministry is 
the, when it says, so mightily grew the word of God. It's, if the word of God is growing, here it is growing from a particular point. We know that the word of God grows from Christ to God. Right? It, it grows. So if it grew, it does, it's, not starting fr- it's not starting as the word of God. Do you see that? It's, it started, it's clear that Paul must have started teaching the word of Christ in Ephesus. Right? He must have been teaching the word of Christ and then teaching it, teaching it, teaching it, kept teaching it. This was, you, you know the story of this Acts 19, right? They went to Ephesus, went to the synagogue. They didn't really flow with him. They didn't receive him. So he went to this, the house of one called Tyrannus, right? And he began to teach at the school of Tyrannus for a space of like two years. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so he taught and he said, this continued, verse 10, this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Glory to God, verse 11. And God wrought special miracles. You see, the, the miracles are following. So you're seeing the word of God growing, verse 10. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then... They which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, both Jews and Greeks, right? And then God wrought, did what? Special miracles by the hand of God. Then go to verse 20. Then you see verse 20. Then so mightily grew the word of who? God. And it what? Prevailed. Verse 21, please. Go on. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Let's where is the, where did he speak about signs following and all that? I know be in this chapter. I'm not sure. Thank you. Sorry? Okay, was that one Jesus? Okay, let's see that one. Amen. <coughs> okay, it's not Jesus. It's the apostles. Or the Mark 16. Verse 20. Okay. Afterward he appeared, verse 14, Mark 16, 14. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as he sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go preach ye unto the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believed and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believed not shall be damned. And then these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, shall they was no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Please, yeah. Mm. 
There's Acts 5.12. There's that one. Okay, this one is Hebrews. So just hold on, leave this Hebrews first. Hebrews. Okay, let's see these Hebrews. See, how shall shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, you see that? And was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Then God also bearing witness, bearing them witness, both with what? Signs and what? Wonders. And then with diverse what? Miracles. And then we see with what? With gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to what? To his own will. Praise God. So the... The gifts of the Holy Ghost was different. Right? So you see the, what they call signs and wonders, and then with what? Then diverse miracles. Signs and wonders are miracles too. But then they emphasize diverse miracles. Praise God. Um, and then gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Amen. Amen. Back to that Mark 16. Right? So you see the pattern here. All of these things are following the word. It's a pattern of the New Testament. It's a pattern. You won't see that in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is different. But in the New Testament, this is the order of signs and wonders and then miracles. It's always following the word. Let's see verse um, Mark 16. Right? It said that um, the, the signs will follow them that believe and all of that. Praise God. Then you see verse 20, Mark 16, verse 20. It says, And they went forth and preached everywhere. You see that? The Lord walking with them and then confirming what? The word with what? Signs following. Confirming the word with signs following. Glory to God. So in that Galatians chapter 3, um, so it says, um, let's see. Uh, verse 2, back to verse 2, it says, For this only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the, or by the hearing of faith. Praise God. Verse 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect in the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? And if it be yet in vain, um, then he therefore that ministereth Unto you the Spirit, and then does what? Walketh miracles among you, doeth he eat by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Um, so you see this idea of miracles. One thing about miracles is in the New Testament is that the they, they follow the means the follow miracles follow the spirit miracles do what follow the spirit so a lot of what we've seen in the body of Christ has been have been um, sort of signs of the new birth right the, the what the signs of the new birth um, 
then as the body is moving more into the ministry of the Spirit, there is another dispensation of, of signs, wonders, miracles that, that will, should also begin to emerge. But that cannot come. It will follow the pattern of the Bible. Right? That we can't bring it first. It will never come first. Why would it come? <laughs> like when you, um, when you come under the ministry of the Spirit, like Word of Righteousness, now you cannot expect... You only, the only, you only have signs and wonders according to the level that the word of God has grown to. There will be a level. It means that when the word of God is very small, the, God will never make the signs go ahead. Right? It will, he will never do that. He will be irresponsible and he will be breaking his pattern if he if he does that. So one thing that happens when a, when a person crosses over from the season of milk. See, milk season is where you are still basking around the experience of the new birth. An, an essential part of, new, of the milk season is the enjoyment of things that follow the new birth, which are also the signs that follow them that believe. Praise God. Now, when the, 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 they are moving Christians into a higher emphasis in the Spirit, which is for you to begin to partake from the ministry of the Spirit, there will also be, you, you should see, it's only to see the wisdom of the Holy Spirit here. Um, by necessity, there will be a slowing down of the aspect of the signs. A lot of the signs that follow them that believe you will begin to diminish. Why? Because signs and wonders is to point you to something. So if you've seen the new birth, you've enjoyed everything around the milk, why would they begin to point you towards, to bring signs that point you towards the evidence of the new birth? Again, no, you pass that stage. Rather, you're, you're moving to something further. It doesn't mean that deadly things will now begin to hurt you, or it doesn't mean that you stop speaking in tongues. But rather, those things will blend into your normal living. They won't be like signs anymore. Right? The Holy Ghost has a way to administer it. In other words, to stop, let, let the layer of that thing, the shining of it, let it they will diminish it a little bit. So you can come into another season of, of you know, investing in, in the word. Investment in the word, of focus in the word. Of you, it's to move you into a school. Or when you, move, when you move freshly into the school of the spirit, they will begin to remove the, some of the signboards that were pointing towards the new birth. Because that's no longer the focus of your soul. They begin to, you begin to, to, to focus more on the ministry of the Spirit. But there will be a time when the ministry of the Spirit will grow mightily. It will grow mightily to prevail, not just in you, but also according to the pattern of the Scripture, it will also be published among the church, among the body. You understand what I mean? Among the church, among the body, at that time, when God has erected that ministry and it's become so mighty and it has prevailed, you begin to see 
a fresh season of the miraculous. Right? A fresh season of what? The miraculous, a fresh season of signage. Wondrous things will begin to occur, to begin to point souls towards that thing that has been wrought. Do you understand what I'm saying? The same thing that happened in Jesus' life, the, the way it also happened in the life of Paul and the other apostles. Praise Jesus. That's going to occur. Amen. So just to explain this thing around, why was Paul mentioning miracles in this place? So, so this will also tell you something, is a sign of something that the Galatian church, they went far a little bit. That this Galatian church were not like First Corinthian church. First Corinthian church where, where they have they moved into the gifts of the spirit, right? They were a church of gifts. I you know gifts of the spirit um, are for helping. The, the, the purpose of the gift of the Spirit is to help the, the program of, of development. Right? Part of the, the gifts are divided into departments. Some departments are, are catered towards helping. That's the major one. Those are the ones that, that Paul called the best gifts. Those are really the ones you should covet. It's not really all the gifts you should covet. Really, really. It's really the best ones. Praise God. And the best gifts of the Spirit are the ones that aid the growth and development. So, but, but covet and I say the best gifts, and yet, so with coveting the gifts, I will now show you a more excellent way. So, these gifts of the Spirit, which you should covet, are the ones that help point direction towards the, the more excellent way. Right, which is charity, which is what he began to speak about in chapter 13, verse 1. Right, charity is the fruit of the life of Christ. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Charity is what? The fruit of the, of the life of Christ. So he's saying that when you, when you covet the best, he has already taught about the gifts, everything about gifts. He taught everything. Then he now said, out of all these things, covet the best one. I will show you a more excellent way. It means those one, the best ones will help towards the more excellent way. If you ask me what are the best gifts, the best are three. Prophecy. Diverse kind of tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Praise God. There are three, three, three. Three, three, and then what? Three. Three, three, three. There are three that are good, three that are better, than three that are best. Do you see them? I don't know how they are. How they arrange them, you might not be very, very clear the way they arrange them, because there's a way the Holy Spirit just scatter his things. But he wants to the reason why he scatters things, he wants to come back again. And be the teacher of them. Right? And one of the labor that the Lord did with our daddy Kenneth E. Hagin was the Lord was the Lord Jesus Himself was teaching him some of these things, helping him to arrange them properly. And you need those kind of eyes 
Praise God. You see, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirit are better than gifts of healing, gifts of faith, and working of miracles. Right? There's a, way, there's a way you can, if you are spiritually educated, there's a way you can tell what things are better. It's just a sense you will have. What, why would they be better? It's hard to explain to you without your spiritual education. What a sense you will use to tell is because they are more, they are more, they, they are more invisible in their operation, right? And they can less easily be proven. Like they don't manifest, right? There are three that manifest. They are very manifest. That you can't, they can't happen and you say it hasn't happened. Yeah. Like healing. Yeah. You see what they call miracle. And then what they call the gift of faith. That gift of faith. Those, the way those ones operate, they are very, very outwardly manifest in the operation. But the other ones, the word of wisdom is word. Wisdom. Word of knowledge. is word. Then this Sunning of spirits, they are more spiritual, they are more invisible. After it has operated, someone can say, I don't really trust it. I really. You see how what he just gave was the word of wisdom. Mm. Are you sure he's not just talking his own mind? Are you sure? How do you know that this thing is not just something he read and he brought? You can doubt those ones easily. It means that their strength is not really in the outward. You, don't, you can't validate them outwardly only. Right. In, in other words, the person who is using them, who can handle those gifts, is, will be more spiritual. Right. It takes a more spiritual maturity to have to handle word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the signing of spirit. Than you can. It's easy. It's very easy to give a very very carnal soul gifts of healing, um, working of miracles. And gift of faith. If someone who is very carnal means that they don't even think anything about the spirit, all they live is just here. Those three can easily manifest to a very carnal person. But if they stay very carnal in that way and they try to press into gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the sign of spirit, it's more difficult for a very carnal soul to operate those other gifts. But those are those are better gifts. That the heart must be more skilled and have more, be more conversant and more established in the invisible to be able to, to pick the, the operation and have the operation of those other gifts. Does that make sense to you? But when you say, when you say prophecy, then prophecy, then you see interpretation. Then you see tongues, divers. This is not just tongues. This is divers kinds of tongues. So when you see these ones, these are the best ones, when you see them in operation, a lot of Christians will be like, what is that? A lot of Christians don't even count them as the gift of the Spirit. They, they feel like you're just being weird because 
you don't, they don't, um, <laughs> they use, oh, let, me, let me try and explain. These ones don't solve problem. That's the <laughs> best way to. <laughs> Is that, you, don't really, you, have to, you don't use these ones to solve what? They don't have too much of um, tangible benefit in a natural life. You get faith, gift of faith, then you have the working of miracles and then healings. Those, uh, those ones can tamper with your life. You know that this, when they arrive, something has changed. You understand? When they arrive, when they operate, testimony all of a sudden, easily, testimony will flow. Do you get what I mean? So, when you operate those ones in the church, nobody will fight you. They will, hike, they will, they will bring you and celebrate you and say, wow, mighty, powerful, power of God. You understand? Then when you move into the other one, the better ones, the sign of spirit, then what I say, what of wisdom, what of... They can still bring solution in a way. You, you get what I'm saying? They are not like the other ones, but there's a way that they can still... If somebody is in a situation and doesn't know what to do, you just tell them what to do. You get what I mean? Even though it's not like raw something appearing, but ah, when they do it and it works, ah, they can respect you. So that. <laughs> or when you tell them, something word of knowledge that you knew supernaturally. They can, they can, you know, but somewhere there will be a doubt. Did someone tell him? Did, how did he really, hmm. someone leaked some secret to him. How did he know? There can be some doubt about it, even though it can still be, you know, it's very spectacular and natural. But those other ones, see tongues, what, what problem does tongues solve? They don't have need. So, so you find out. So when you you find out when you come around around carnal Christians, they don't really like those ones. Carnal Christians don't like the best gifts. That's why Paul has the need to tell you covet the best ones. I know the because Paul knows the one people would like more. He knows the the one that people would like to have. You say choose out of. <laughs> you would just be like. <laughs> Oh, you say healing, eh? He knows the one that guys will go for very quickly. But he's telling you, discern the best, cover the best one. Because the best gift will have something for the way. It will play a, a very, it will play an important part when it comes to what he calls the, the more excellent way. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so you see the gift of tongues? Divers. It's one thing to speak in tongues. And thing, when, you, when you now begin to go into divers' tongues, that's where you get the church angry. You understand? Like, the church begins, what is the, what's the meaning of all this nonsense? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Anger can even rise and they can... I've been in a church where they ban tongues before. 
maybe the, the, the pastor didn't like the from things, you know what I mean? Holy Ghost was moving in his own hand. He didn't like the, just say, they believe it must be this tongue thing. That's the risk. I don't want to say too much because some people know the church. Or <laughs> where. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's actually happened more than once. Um, so it's when you can't see the value. Why diverse kind of tongue? Why? What's, of what help? Of what need? <laughs> because there's nothing about diverse tongues that can solve problems, that can you know, deal with natural things. So you don't see why. Why? Why? Why should you even be... See, this, this thing they call in chapter 13, he calls it tongues of men. Tongues of, you know, he was talking about diverse kind of tongues there. Tongues of men, tongues of angels. You know the fact that he said that you can speak with tongues of men and tongues of angels. Let's see it. 13 verse. Glory to Jesus. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have no charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So the fact that, that you are you're speaking with them, this is not saying they are bad. These are actually the things he's asked you to covet in the previous verse. But it's not saying yet, I show you a more excellent way. So, and that is now, it's now showing that by saying that if you have them and you have not charity, you are as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. It doesn't mean you are completely useless. It doesn't mean that these things are bad. It's just like, it's just that maybe you are settling with them but you are, you are refusing to follow the way, to move into the way which they are trying to, to navigate you into. They are helper, these things are, they are navigating instrument for wayfaring souls, for souls who, who follow, if you want to follow way in the spirit, these gifts are instruments for way. If you say you want to move into ways and then you don't want to, you want to always sound clean all the time, no tongue, just clean Queen's English. You can never, Queen's English guys, <laughs> glory to God. Queen's, say Queen's English. Queen's English. I'm so sorry, I have nothing against Queen's English, but. The only the problem with Queen's English is that Queen's English comes from one, let's say soul is a river, right? And then it comes from one particular, one particular kind of, um, um, how do I describe it? It's one thing. When you see an Englishman talking, just an Englishman. An, an Englishman is just an Englishman. It's nothing more than an Englishman. Even though he has devices, he has many things in him, which he at some point used to dominate a huge part of the world. But when you see an Englishman, it's an Englishman. But it takes more than an Englishman to, to trace the ways of God. I'm not against Englishmen or 
English nature, but I'm just saying that it takes more than that. Do you understand me? So whatever language, okay, let's, let's leave English. First, I want to think I'm, I'm saying something against English. Of, of course, I have nothing against it. I speak English. That's my aim. <laughs> but I'm just trying to make a point, you understand me, that, okay, let's use another language. Let's say Yoruba or anyone, anyone, French or something. It takes more than your... The, the honest truth is that your native language is not enough to transact with God. And it's not only God you need to transact with in your journey to salvation. You must transact with the angelic, the angelic realm. If you want to, at some point, you can't benefit from the heavens if you can't speak their language. You get to a point where you actually just can't. You get to a point where you can't have fresh dealings with your own soul. I mean, direct dealings with heaven. Sometimes maybe you have to depend on your pastor or the minister to, to interact and, and bring dividends of that communion. And it will explain to you in your English language, which you like to understand. But I want you to see New Testament soul. The soul or the soul of a Christian is more than the world cannot contain you. The world cannot contain. You see this little civilized life that we are living. We think it's everything. You know, this little civilization thing that is like the standard. You know, there's a way inside of you, you feel like, ah, there's a benchmark of civilization. If I can civil civilize myself to a point where I, am, I can score like maybe 85, 90% in the civilization chart, you know, there are different aspects of civilization. I'm talking about opening up of your mind and knowing things about this world. Knowing, meaning the things which the developed world has prescribed to be life. Amen. You understand me? That, and every development of men is according to that pattern. Every school you go, they are, they are, they are using that manual to develop you. Every school you go in the natural, they are trying to add things to you to upgrade your score in terms of your, you understand what I mean, that thing. Yes, but I'm saying that you can gather all the civilization and all the development in the natural world and be completely, um, and you can be completely handicapped when in the spirit. Do you get me? You can be completely what? In the spirit, there's no skill that you get in the natural that will translate into the betterment of your soul. Do you agree with me? There's no point you will learn mathematics too to begin to show in your soul. <laughs> or physics or chemistry or anything. Learn. Go to any school of learning. Or even psychology. That one seems close to the soul. Psychology, right? Shrinks and all those guys. The problem is that the shrink, after advising you and everything shrinking you, is going back to his own to his own mess at home. He has his own mess he's dealing with. And his shrinkage cannot shrink his own issues. 
shrink, shrink thyself. He doesn't. The shrink needs a shrink. You know what I mean? He, go, he has his own that he goes to. So. <laughs> Do you understand me? <laughs> Praise God. So the soul is bigger than this world. It's bigger than the place where the soul is meant to transact in. It's actually in the spirit. There is a way that has been set for the soul of all men to take, to make journey in that place. And, and so some of these things are, to, are tools which are given, praise God, to help the soul transact in the spirit. Praise God. And so you see, divers... This, so this diverse kind of tongues is not the speak with new tongues, which is a sign of the new birth. That one is different. That one is not speak in, in um, or what they call diverse kind of tongue. The gift of diverse kind of tongue is not for you to just speak in tongues. You already spoke in tongues. Right? The tongue you spoke about, you spoke when you got born again, is simple, it's very simple. That tongue is simply, it's your native language. It's the language of your own spirit man. Right? Your, the, your tongue, when you get born again, is the language of your spirit man. But that, that spirit man can converse with the Lord, right, using his language, because the Lord can hear the language of every spirit which he created. But when you are speaking, you won't be talking about these things. You're talking about your things most of the time. Right? And then things that has to do with the life of Christ, which the Spirit perceives to a degree, but not in particular about it. But, not, but that, because when you are speaking, it is not, in, it's not really, really your spirit that's speaking. But it's the, it's an, it's, your spirit that is releasing information. But when you are speaking in tongues, it's actually from your soul. Do you get what I'm saying? That is, it's your soul that is crafting the tongue. Do you get what I'm saying? Is your what? That is what? It's your soul that is crafting. That's why everybody's own tongue sounds different. It's not, it's not based on your, it's not because of your Igbo, your, but that's not what you, where your tongue, the sound of your tongue is not from, it's not, it doesn't have to do with where you came from, you get what I'm saying? Huh? I know some of you will dispute with me, hey, we hear some village guys talk, man, you know that these guys are from village, but no. It's not about, it's not in the, that tongue, neither is it just... Um, it is really, it's, your tongue sounds something more with how your soul inside is. So it's your, the way your tongue sounds is how your soul interprets the impulses it's speaking from your spirit man. Right, how he's able to, how he's interpreting that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then it's, it's releasing that in tongues. And different souls interpret differently. Some soul, when you hear their tongue, it sounds like war. Some, it sounds like peace. <laughs> so, a soul that has war inside them, 
they interpret every message like war, you know what I mean? Now, is work better than peace? I don't know. Is work <laughs> Which one is better? <laughs> so I'm not saying that one is better, eh? <laughs> Amen. Some sound like pain. Some sound like joy. They are different kind as the soul is so... Does he interpret does those things and he uses his own kind of way, his own in his uniqueness to represent that? But that's speaking about the that your native language of tongues, amen, amen. which you have when you get born again. But this one is different. When they now move you from that, they now bring you into the realm of divers. That's what the gift is. It's like somebody who in the natural who only knows speak the language of their village, who the parent taught them. That's their native language. When you're not later, they now say, okay, can you go into language school? Let's teach you language of different cultures, different nations, different tongues. You get what I'm saying? That's how it's different. So that soul that has maybe just war tongue before, or peace tongue, they can now, through a gift of the spirit, they now begin to introduce you into uh, different languages. You can speak in the spirit. Your soul can now speak different languages. So when it's time to participate in a peaceful conversation, you will have the language for it. It's time for a conversation of warfare, you have the language for it. It's time for the conversation of joy, you have the language for it. When it's time for the conversation of mourning, you have a language. There are all kinds of things that... Are you seeing the reason for diverse kind of tongues? So, so, so these gifts, that's why, that's why Paul would say covet them. If you, don't, if you don't like them, you'll be handicapped, I'm sorry to say, in a way. I'm not going to say more than what Paul said. I'm not going to say that if you don't have them, you cannot come into salvation. <laughs> because Paul, you know, that's what I'm saying. So don't misconstrue me. All I'm saying is what Paul said. Covet them. And I will go further and say there's a reason why he said so. Is for it has something to do with the way because the way they want to take you through is a way of the spirit, praise God, which they want to to equip the soul to begin to make journeys into. The, and when you are journeying in the spirit, you the way there's the way, the way is it has department of ways in them. Do you get what I'm saying? The way has what? Department of ways. And for you, to, and every way has its own precepts. Do you get what I'm saying? Its own precept. Precept means particulars of the, particulars of the principles, the precept, or the precepts. The precepts are the precepts. Precept means um, the... Um, help me, what is precept? Knowledge. Right? Precept is the knowledge of, that, of those particular ways. You get what I'm saying? And the thing that I'm about knowledge is that knowledge, every knowledge is communicated in a language, through a language. 
Do you understand me? What I say? Every knowledge in a language, through a language. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Praise God. You know, these things are, thank God for, for the Lord. These are, what we are teaching are things that you will never know unless God helps you. You just feel Christianity is just going to church, coming back. You will never know all these things. But these are actually, the realm of this, if the physical world can be ordered, you are, there are ways you get, just let's see, if I say go to somewhere in a random country, let's say South America, you have to first of all sit down, how do you get there? What's the requirement? If I'm a Canadian, does my Canadian passport get me there? Do I have, being a Canadian citizen, is he enough to get there? Do I need a visa? If the natural world is so organized, how much more the spirit? It's not anyhow, you say, we're just Christians, so let's go and worship God. You go to church, clamp, oh, single, single, praise, and we've come back. No, 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 they are, they, they, you must, <laughs> if there's, there's actually no knowledge in the natural. Really, the realm, the realm of knowledge is the realm of the spirit. There's any place you must transact with knowledge. It's actually in the realm of the spirit. Praise God. And one of the things that you, you learn, you know, is that, and, and we're beginning to learn, we're beginning to see, is that every knowledge is communicated in a language. Fresh. It can, although knowledge can be translated. Do you get what I'm saying? It can be what? It can be translated, but every knowledge is encoded in a native form, in a primary form, in a language. And it takes versatility of language for that to tap into certain knowledge. It's exactly a kind of principle in the spirit. That's why ministries that whose job are mainly to to find landmarks of knowledge. Such ministry are usually characterized with this operation of these gifts. Do you agree with me? With this, this word? With this, especially when it's spiritual knowledge. If you are saying you want to learn about the life or things, precepts that are stored in the angelic or in heaven, right? You want to learn of things that are in heaven. You can't, you can't, if you, you can't learn those things, if you're not able, to, your soul, if your soul cannot pick heavenly language, it will be difficult to learn them. Now, if a soul is handicapped concerning language, or as heavenly language, then someone who, has that, who is able to pick that language can gain access to those things and then bring it, interpret it, translate it to English to you. And when you take them as English, they can be profitable to you in a way. You have to now take them and try to interpret them inside your own, but not everything like that can flow into English. You'll find out that what you will have will be very limited. You get what I'm saying? So, a soul who learns, for example, if you learn the tabernacle in English, what you will know is not the same thing as somebody who learns the tabernacle in its native tongue. 
Am I making some sense to you? <laughs> you will not know the same thing. You will, there's a way you will know it in a, in a translated way. You know, in, in languages, there's some things that... This, someone speaks one, one thing in the language. And I say, can you interpret it to me? Even when you are interpreting the person, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be pitying for them. Yeah, you are. That's, I, yeah. You know that you've left many things that cannot be translated. This language doesn't have no words for them. It doesn't have, you just do your best. And the person will be happy, ah, that's what it means. But you, ah, you, you know that, right. You don't, there's no way I can explain to you. Did you get what I mean? Like sometimes, you, and this happens, I will, when I, sometimes I will teach, I can teach maybe the tabernacle, teach all these things to some, someone, and I, will go, I, know, I know they've forgotten, they easily forget, because I know that I'm teaching them in English. You understand that? And English is not the native language of these things. <laughs> Praise God. When I, when I started listening to Daddy, the first thing I took from him was tongues. That was how the, the part with the Lord gave to me. Right? The first thing I took from him was tongues. Tongues. They didn't, they didn't open the door to understanding the message until they gave me the tongues. Do you understand what I mean? When I say tongues, I mean tongues, tongues. Amen. Praise God. So I, I had, I, I, you know, I, was, I was picking tongues. A message and, that, and by that time, daddy used to teach very prophetically. Right? It was more in prophetic ministry. The prophetic ministry was more than the apostolic. It was mixture. It's always been a mixture of prophetic and apostolic. Ever since I met Daddy, but by that time the prophetic was more than the apostolic. Now the apostolic means more than the prophetic in his ministry now. Most of the time. But there are times when he ministers more prophetically, sometimes more apostolically. But back then, he, he, he ministers very pro- prophetically. So, so a lot of time when he's teaching, he, teaches, he taught a lot of messages in their native language. A lot. In fact, when he was teaching about the heavens, Najegunle School of the Spirit that time, when he taught about the angels, he taught many of them. When he's the utterance of English, you know, it's not just in describing. He wasn't describing things. A lot. There's a lot of interjection of tongues. A lot of. I get what I'm saying. So, so, so when I began to listen to him. I, I, I was baptized first into the tongues. I, after a while, I began to, when I, 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 I move into the spirit, listening to those messages, I can, a lot of the, the language I'm hearing, the, the Holy Ghost quickened me to be able to pick that language. And I can take it and I can speak more in that language. So I began to pick, to pick languages of tongues. You get what I'm saying? Amen. So, and what, what will happen is when I listen to a message, I listen to a message, that message will be there, but it won't, just, it won't be in my memory. It will be somewhere. It will just be hanging around my heart. So when I'm in prayers, when I'm praying, and I'm speaking in the language 
that I pick from those messages, it begins, the explanation of the message begins to open up. I begin to see it more. You understand what I mean? The scriptures begin to be, they, they are crystallized. They have layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. But, and as the through tongues, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Through tongues. Um, so the, and one thing that tongues do is, is for conversation. Right? When you, if you speak a language, those who speak that language come around you. I'm talking about spirits. Ministering spirits. Ministering spirits. Glory to God. What do they do? They come when you say, ah, that guy is talking. He's talking. Are you getting? And, and language has several. When you are speaking a language, you don't speak the language without, about those things, without the savour of those things rising in your heart. It's almost like a taste, a sweetness about the, praise God, a sweetness about the realm or that world where that tongue is flowing from. And such thing, it calls for entities. The Bible calls them ministering spirits. Are they not ministering spirits? Who will minister what? For the, them who shall be what? Who will be heirs of salvation. Glory to God. Who will be heirs of salvation. Amen. Please, thank you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Jimmy, you know what to do, right? Okay, why are you waiting? Uh-huh. We're in the spirit. My spirit was talking to your spirit, so you can hear it. Praise Jesus. <coughs> Glory to God. Crefenoste. Every anta suria. Gremanto sefrento libraita. Evranta lostieno. Presto freno. Engrenched to Christ, Eremenon, 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 Ephraimite, Freheite, Ephraimite, Serendos, Creento, Pristofeno. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So, the like heaven, um, heaven. Now. Let's see that tongues of men and angels, tongues of men and of angels, tongues of men and of angels. Say, so though I speak with the tongues of men and of what? Angels and have no charity, I become a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. Tongues of men here are not English and Spanish and Italian, right? Those are not really the tongues of men. Um, when men are using those languages, they are not really saying what is in their heart. Those languages are not enough to convey what men are. In fact, people speak more with body language cues than what they're actually saying. You can find somebody who would talk for like 30 minutes and they feel like they've not really said what they want to say. It's because they can't, what we know as languages are not really enough. The soul is so deep. Most of the time, what you, what you say is not enough to really convey what you have on the inside. Do you, do you agree with me? Yes. yes. That's why communication is there's actually school of communication. And when you go to a school and learn communication as a course in school, they're not teaching you more English words. 
So the reason why a course called communication exists is not so you can learn more vocabulary, because your lack of communication has nothing to do with your, how much vocabulary you have or don't have. It's when you go to the School of Communication, they will be teaching you more of how to use the vocabulary to convey more of what you want to say. It means that the language itself is limited. So School of Communication is a way to force a lot of information into the, 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 the poor language that we have, using all kinds of things to help it too. So it's very clear, the, the tongues of men, that where are, it's not talking about that languages, amen. The tongues of men speaks, has to do with um, language, language speak with the tongues of men. So, tongue of men has to do with the, that which enables the soul to communicate with men. Do you understand me? That which what? That which enables the soul to do what? To communicate with the souls of men. Amen. It helps the soul to communicate with the, the souls of, of men. Praise God. The way when you have tongues of angels, the tongue, like I said to you, is not just the audible thing you are saying. The tongue is inside the heart. Praise God. Amen. Please don't disconnect, okay? Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The tongue um, is inside. Is what you see visibly. What is what is you're hearing visibly is more of just a vocal representation of what the heart is doing. You get that uh, of what the what the heart is doing. Tongues opens um, when you are, when you are receiving gifts of tongues. It helps to open the soul up in a way that you of that makes you able to have to be more conversant with the spiritual realm, but also in the soul realm with men. In the soul realm with men. When you are when you have gifts of diverse kind of tongues, someone who has gift of diverse kind of tongues will be more literate in terms of the interpretation of soul information, right? Depend on, on the concoction of the gift which the person has. Amen. And when it comes to spiritual things, those gifts help as well for you to gain access and to understand spiritual things. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the, the best gifts say tongues, then interpretation of tongues, then you see prophecy. Like I said, those gifts are to help what? They are to help the ministry of the, of the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, um, in 
when it comes to the ministry of the Spirit, those gifts are magnified, right? What there is a portion of that are gifts, praise God. Now, you're moving from first signs that follow them that believe. Then you now have gifts. There are those signs that then you have these gifts. Praise God. These gifts are type they can they have properties of signs as well. Praise God. In fact, when you say gift, a gift Praise God. You can see a gift operating, but there is a way that what that gift is operating, there's a more there's a more natural um, more natural type of what that gift is. Do you see that? There's a more what type of what that gift is. Like signs that follow them that believe. Right? You see, gift is not, it's not following, it's just gift. But you see, signs that follow them that believe, they are, those signs are very natural. Very natural. It's tied to something in the nature. Praise God. Now, when the soul begins to move into the spirit. Like I said, one of the, the purpose, main reasons for gift is to help for transaction in the spirit. But when the soul is helping, when the gifts are helping the soul to transact in the spirit, they are, there's a way, as the soul is learning the spirit, the soul will begin to press into more natural form of those gifts. Do you get that? More what? Natural. For now, they begin to happen in more natural, in a more natural fashion. When something is more, when I say natural, I don't mean natural in terms of this natural. I mean in terms of according to the nature. It's according to the, the present nature. That nature that is present there, there will be things that will begin to follow it. Now, when something happens naturally, that's when they say it follows. Follow. Is following. You're not thinking, it's just happening. Right? You're not thinking, it's just happening. It's just following. Praise God. So, in Ascara, of the gifts, the, the best gifts will have their natural form. Not only the best gifts, you have different kind of gifts. 
we begin to have something, a more natural, natural kind of a version that will be natural. So when you are moving into the Spirit, glory to Jesus, you will find that a lot of these gift properties begin to manifest. You see in chapter 14, what they were speaking about in chapter 14, they now zero in more on the best gifts. Right, if you check chapter 14, praise God. They say, follow after charity and desire spiritual gift, but rather that you may prophesy. In chapter 14, they didn't speak about gift of faith, walking of miracles, designing of spirits, all the other six. They only mentioned three of them. Only prophecy, diverse kind of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Only the best ones that they referred to in chapter 14. But those ones in chapter 14, they are not really speaking to them as gifts, really. They actually, well, if you check them in the way they appear in chapter 14, they are actually following the ministry of the Spirit. It's talking about how they manifest in a church setting where the ministry of what? Of the Spirit is what? Is ongoing. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't make any sense to you. Yes, Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, you see, prophecy, tongues, diverse, and all of those things. So that's why you see when every time the ministry of the Spirit is opening, is, is present, you have these things. The gifts, they are like gifts, but they are becoming more natural. Are you seeing that? The, the best gifts become more natural because those ones are the ones that are way, they are actually about the way. They are, they are really, they are close. So you see that when it's time to move into the ministry of the Spirit, are you seeing what I'm, I'm, what I'm showing you? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. It's time to move into the ministry of the Spirit. What's the ministry of the Spirit? It's when you begin to, you're trying to teach the soul skill, conversant, ability of ways, how to navigation of ways is actually the main thing about the ministry. When they are ministering the Spirit to you, it's more of teaching you how the soul can navigate ways, right, in the Spirit. You see that. Then you will now find that the, the best gifts become more active and then they, 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 they become natural. As the ministry of the Spirit is prospering, what will happen? The best gift will do what? They, now, they become more active, and they become more natural. So you see, those best gifts uh, is the, the things which the other gifts try to do. They will come later, but they will come when, it, when the world has grown to a season of signs, right? When it's time for there to be signs, so, so be some attraction to the world. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
where they need to be at some attraction to the world, then they will now, that's why you move into the walking of miracles, right? What you call walking of miracles, right? That miracle, everything that all the other gifts can do, amen, can appear miraculously. Amen. In a way that is following the word, the gifts of the Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Did I explain something to you? Yes, Are you sure? Yes, sir. You sure about that? Yes, Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Amen. <clears throat> so it says that um, this Galatians chapter 3 says that only this will I learn that receive you the Spirit by the works of faith. So receiving the Spirit here is not being baptized by the Holy Ghost. Right, it's more of receiving the ministry of the Spirit, right? And verse 5 says that he therefore that ministered to you the Spirit, walk and walketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law or by the word, hearing of faith. So then, so you see that ministering of the Spirit. Now, what is this ministry of the Spirit in verse 13? Okay, verse 14, it says that, that, okay, verse 13, says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through who? Jesus Christ, so that we might receive the word the promise of the word of the spirit through who through faith brethren i speak after the manner of men through though it be but a man's covenant yet if it be confirmed no man disannulled or added thereto now to abraham and his seed where the promise is made and he said not unto seeds as of many but as of one unto thy seed which is who which is Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus to the seed which is who? Which is Christ. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So uh, what he calls the blessing of Abraham, verse 14. The blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. I have explained to you before why Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the word promise of the spirit. So it's clear that the blessing of Abraham is the promise of the Spirit. Uh, you see that? that? The blessing of what? Abraham. Of Abraham is the what? Is the promise of the Spirit. The blessing of Abraham is the promise of the Spirit. Uh, so what they actually promised is the Spirit. Now, uh, that promise, you know, of course, that promise is Christ and how Christ will multiply. Right, but the, the promise of Christ and then Christ multiplying is, when, they, when you hear the word multiply there, the multiply, you know, there is a wisdom of how to multiply something. Anytime you hear multiply, multiply doesn't just mean becoming plenty. Multiply means Sowing, dying, coming out again. 
and then bearing fruit. Do you see that? That's how we multiply. If you take a seed, and say, take, multiply this seed. If I give you a seed now, take, Benji, go and multiply this seed. There's only one thing you can do. Right? There's only one thing you can do. Only one way to multiply a seed. And it's according to the law of the Bible, except it falls to the ground and die. It will abide alone. It means it can never multiply. Right? So the only way to multiply seed is you must put it into the ground. Then that seed must die, and then it must resurrect. But when it's coming forth, it's not coming as one seed. It's going to come actually as fruit that had the multitude of seed in them. And so that's what Christ was. Who is Christ? Christ is actually who, who, who you will sow, right, to bring forth the what the precious fruit of the earth, which is what the husband man waited for, and which he had long patience for it. Now, is the precious fruit of the earth Christ? No. It's not just the Christ, right? The fruit which the Father wants to eat from the earth. It means that when Christ dies, is it Christ that comes up? When you sow Christ, what do you get back? When you take, when Christ, when the laws of death acts on Christ and it passes through that transformation of death, right, it's very clear that what comes out is the divine nature. So it's clear, when, when, you, are, when you are multiplying a Christ, to multiply a Christ means to produce the divine nature. Right, a Christ that has multiplied is not many Christ. A Christ that has multiplied or has become fruitful, right, is what divine is divine. So, so, or you could call it the Son of God. The Son of God is a Christ that multiplied. Praise God. So you can see multiplication is more than um, it's more than just um, praise God. Like I said, the life of Christ is a kind of, is a seed. It's a seed life. It's not really, in, from God's perspective, Christ's life is not a food. That's why you don't become like Christ and say, God, take me now. I've become Christ. God is saying, okay, thank you. Now, you get what I'm saying? That the fruit which God eats is the fruit of the divine nature. It means your soul must bear the divine nature. Right? When you produce Christ, God will say thank you. It's also a kind of fruit, but it's not the fruit that I eat. Right? It is, to me, you've brought a seed to me. Right? And this seed, praise God, must then be sown. Praise God. And you must allow me to do my own work. My own work is quickening. I quicken the dead and I raise them up. Praise Jesus. To bring forth the divine life. Glory to Jesus. So when, that's why you see, that's the language of this Galatians chapter 3 that we are are reading. He spoke about the promise of the Spirit. Amen. And that promise of the Spirit, praise God, which is the blessing of Abraham, is a promise about the seed. So they refer to Christ as the seed. But it's not seed as of many. 
is seed as of one. Praise God. So that seed first, so the first, the first blessing of the Spirit is for you to come into to receiving the seed of Christ. It's, and it's, it's now telling you that the divine life is also implied in the promise, given that if Christ is a seed, it means that it's not the end. No seed is the end. Every seed is a beginning. Right? Every seed is, is what? Every seed is a beginning. If it's a seed, then you now ask, okay, when this seed falls and dies, and it brings forth a fruit, what is the fruit? You now discover that inside the spirit, you also have that fruit. And that fruit is the, the life or the divine life. Are you, are you seeing what I'm trying to say? So, um, the, the reason for, for learning the spirit, for coming into the school of the spirit, is to help, the, is to bring the soul into the place of where the kind of husbandry, right, the profitability of the life which God wants to give, where it can occur. There is only in the atmosphere of the spirit or in the spirit, what the Bible calls in the spirit, praise Jesus, does that transaction. It's only in the spirit you can find the seed of Christ, sow that seed, that seed will germinate and bring forth fruit unto God. Do you agree with me? Praise Jesus. Only where? Only in the spirit. So, so that means that the, the spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, right, is who the Holy Ghost is, is the Holy Ghost is a kind of an environment, is a ground where you, when you get into the ground of the spirit, you find that you can pick seed there. Right, you can pick what? You can pick seed there. When, and when they translate your soul, when they move your soul into the spirit, you now discover that your soul has its own kind, its own residence in the spirit. Right? There is, when you check your soul, your, your soul has its, its own place. Its own place in the spirit. Right? When, you, when you move into the spirit, you can take your soul, it's like a land now. Then when you move into the spirit, that land will now appear. But when it's appearing in the spirit, it's appearing differently than what it, outside the spirit, what it was, is different from what the land of your soul is in the spirit. In other words, the kind of fruit that your soul cannot bring forth outside the spirit, once you move your soul into the spirit, and that soul becomes, um, the atmosphere of the spirit helps the soul to become very fruitful for a particular kind of, so the sowing and reaping in the spirit is not the same kind of sowing and reaping where outside of the spirit. Praise Jesus. It's because of what we call the spirit. Amen. Amen. 
what, when you say spirit, spirit just means blessing. Spirit means what? Blessing. That's what everything that is blessing is enveloped into spirit. Blessing cannot be outside the spirit. Blessing is what? Inside the word, the spirit. Right? Blessing, real blessing is inside the spirit. So, in the spirit, you have is a kind of atmosphere. Right? What makes land, let's say you go to Canada, a, a, a piece of land, buy a piece of land, let's say in Canada, and you now say, okay, this land, there are certain things that grow in this land. Like you, you take a palm tree, for example, and you want to plant a palm tree in your backyard, just because of the, this country, it's not going to do well. <laughs> you understand? But it not doing well, it's not really just about the land. It is, if you take soil from here, put it inside the bag, take it to a place where palm tree grows, and put that soil there, and then plant palm tree, it will grow in that place. Are you seeing it? So, so, you, so it's almost like you have taken ground and earth from a, a location. You moved it into that place. So what you call a tropical region is to a palm tree, for the seed of a palm tree, is like spirit. You have just moved that earth into spirit, where certain kind of a crop can grow. So now ask me, what is in that place? Many things. Do you agree with me? The climate, the weather, the rainfall, everything about that the temperature. Are you seeing climate, rainfall, temperature? All those are those are the things that make up spirit. They are like, if you translate them metaphorically, that's what spirit is. That if your, the ground of your heart is outside the spirit, there's not too much. You can't be productive. You won't produce things to God. Amen. Am I, are you understanding me? So, so when they, they are trying to move you into the spirit, is is actually is is bringing you into an environment that has actual things. It's a different climate, different temperature. Do you get me? To facilitate the kind of agriculture and husbandry and fruitfulness is to make you fruitful. So the spirit actually is to make the soul fruitful. To help the soul to be able to bring forth. You see, an example of that was when, you know that thing called blessing. Here they call it the blessing of Abraham. Let's see it again. Um, Galatians 3 verse 14. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive what? The promise of what? The spirit through faith. So what was blessed, given to Abraham as blessing is actually the promise of the Spirit. 
Do you understand me? It's the word, the promise of the Spirit that includes the seed, not just the seed, not just the seed, but also the the blessed atmosphere that will make the seed be able to produce. You see the the type of that man. You know that we didn't know too much about this blessing. We just know that God blessed him, and everything God spoke to him blessed you. Amen. But in the language of how of the blessing, you can deduce what the blessing is like. As the stars of heaven, as the sun of this, you can't decode too much of it from there. You just don't have to do some kind of multiplication. Some praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But this was when the Lord was blessing Abraham. You know, Abraham blessed Isaac <coughs> detail. But when Isaac was blessing Jacob, there was now some more detail about what that blessing was in the of what? Of Genesis chapter is it 28 or 30? 28, praise God. When <coughs> Isaac was blessing. So the smell of my son is as the smell of a field who the Lord has blessed. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is 27. He came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of what? Now, are you seeing that word? The smell of a field. It means it's a field that is blessed smells differently. There are many things that contribute to the smell of the field. Actually, the smell of the field, this field here is talking about heart. Do you understand me? That when you move, when you move a heart into the spirit, the heart smells different from a heart that is not in the spirit. The heart that is not in the spirit Smells differently from what? A heart in the spirit. A heart that is in the spirit smells like blessing. Right? Another word for spells, blessing is spirit. Smell like spirit. We know that spirit has ambience, has aroma. One of the, the signs they gave us in the Old Testament about the spirit, the sign of the anointing oil, which is a sign of the spirit. And we know it's actually a sign of or a mixture of spices that have certain kind of smell. Praise Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. That when it comes upon the heart, all right, it's an ambience. It's a kind of an atmosphere around the heart. So the spirit, when a soul has moved into the spirit, the, spirit, the soul magnet an atmosphere. But it's not carrying atmosphere like perfume that cleans off. Not that kind of atmosphere. It's a climatic thing. It's like a climate that never goes. It's something that stays around the soul. It's actually the property of that soul. So if you say, fine, go to a land in, a, a, in, in a, an equator region or something, right? That place, there's a, an ambience around that place. You cannot separate that land from that atmosphere, right? That land has taken that climate as an inheritance, right? The land, you can't separate a land from its climate. Like you can't go to a land in Canada and say, you land, I curse you hereby, you never see snow again. You say, no, it's too late. It's too late. I and snow, we are one. I just know the time snow comes. There's nothing you can do about it. 
when it's getting to December, January, uh, uh, the snow will come. Because I have the snow. This heaven over me is a possession of mine. Right? Every earth has a pos- has, is a possessor of heaven. Every earth has a heaven which it possesses. You can't shift it away. It has a heaven over it. And that heaven defines the climate over that earth. That's one thing with earth and heaven. There's a marriage. There's something about them. You can't change the heaven of an earth. To change a heaven is not easy. But it's a miracle. But that's what they want to do to you when they want to move you into a spirit. Into the spirit. To bring another climate over a soul. It's not a trivial thing. It's actually something that doesn't happen in the natural. You can't just switch. You can't say Canada become like Lagos. Lagos become like... It can never happen. There's... You understand what I mean? There's a kind of a glue, a fixation that that earth has. Each earth has its inheritance or its climate inheritance that, that it Year in, year out, it experiences the same thing. The same thing. You can't change it. The same cycle comes over and over and over again. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But this something different happened when blessing came. And then he began to speak concerning his son. He said that the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Glory to God. Let's go on. So therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven. Are you seeing climatic... It's different. It's a different climate. It's the, this dew is a dew which blessing get, brings. So there is dew that the soul cannot ex, experience unless they're able to move. They can move this your land into the spirit. It will begin to experience dew that it has never experienced before. There is dew that only falls in the spirit. You cannot manufacture. You know, these days want to manufacture everything. You can maybe one day they will start manufacturing dew. It's possible, but this one in the spirit cannot be manufactured. The dew, right? It's called it calls it the dew of heaven, fatness of the earth. Then it now causes plenty of corn and wine. The word corn is the seed. Are you seeing this seed is corn as seed, corn and then wine. Wine is also spirit. Glory to Jesus. Are you seeing that? So you are seeing everything they are describing here is both the climate and the seed. This is what describe blessing. Do you agree with me? The, the climate and then what? The climate and the seed. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So this is what you call the promise of the Spirit. Is the promise of the Spirit. The promise of the Spirit. Which they want to bring every heart into. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when you now see that in this, this place, what we call, what we are calling the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, that there is, um, a different, um, 
in that place is where you find what we call the actual kingdom of God, right? What is it? The kingdom of God, um, um, Romans 14, is not meat and drink, but it's what? Righteousness, and then what? Peace, and then what? And joy, where? In the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. So, righteousness, peace, and then what? Joy. Righteousness, peace. In all of these, these are realms in the spirit or in the Holy Ghost, right? That's what you call the realm of righteousness. So if you have realm of righteousness, it means you have seed of righteousness and you have the climate of righteousness. It's a, it's a region of the kingdom or in the spirit. Then if you have in the spirit, you have peace. You have the, you have the seed or the grain of peace. And then you have what you call peace. Peace as a climate also. It's peace as a climate that makes the seed of peace to bring forth. It's the, it's the climate of righteousness that makes the seed of righteousness bring forth. And it's the climate of joy, which is what we call the presence, that makes the seed of joy to bring forth. So when you are in the spirit... Right, you have in the spirit when you say when a soul is being brought into the spirit, you have two things that you must you must be conversant about. They are called inheritances, like what you want to inherit, what you want to make your own. So when they are moving, when you are moving into the spirit, you are pressing into fresh, fresh seed. A, a new, a different, a different seed under a different climatic condition. When you have, you've ha- you have the seed, and you've entered the climate, you've entered. You have, you found a, a a place in the spirit. Well, what's the meaning of seed? Now, seed is simple. Seed just means both seed and fruit have their quality, right? Seed means, has to do with the, the, has to do with the, seed is the law, right? The law is like the precept, ish. Uh-huh. But it's like the precept, do you see that? The, is the form of precept that you will, the way the soul holds precept in the spirit is as a seed that is going to bring forth. It wants to make to, 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 to bring forth. Or it's like knowledge. Uh-huh. That's the best word. Uh, let's, that's the right word. Because precept is knowledge, but it's, there's a difference really in a way. Because there are, there, there are forms in which you can hold precept that you, can't, you don't really hold knowledge. That it's not really, it doesn't really count as knowledge. And there's a form you hold knowledge in that is, you can't really say this is just precept. It's, it's knowledge. So knowledge is like precept that has been possessed. It has, it has, you've installed it. You're carrying it. But it's not the way yet. Right? It's not really your way yet. It's just it's knowledge 
but it's not really a way. To make it a way, you must carry it into the climate of the spirit and let it begin to chart directions, ways, because it's through ways that profitability comes. Do you get what I'm trying to show you? Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, so, so a soul can be in the spirit and or not in the spirit, right? When you say you are, you are moving to the spirit, uh-huh. or, you, or you are not in the spirit, you might be not in the spirit, you can be in the spirit. So you can hold precept, but you are not in the spirit, but you have a precept with you. Right? You have a precept with you, but you have not entered the spirit with that precept. You have it with you still. So you, so you, can, you can see then that what actually that effective shift into the spirit is a shift of a climate. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a, it's a climatic shift. You are, you are moving, you're moving from, you're moving from one, you're moving from one location to another. You, when you, you can carry the precept, oh, I know what to do. I know not even what to do. Precept is not what to do. Precept is the, are the, the guidelines. You understand what I mean? Like what you call separation, for example, that's what you call the precept of separation. You can learn the precept of separation, which come out from among them, be ye separate. The separated life, you've learned the precept of a separated life, but... You can have that precept, but you are still very, very much in the midst of them. Yes, you have not come out from among them. Yes, do, you, do you agree what I'm trying to say? You, you have not really what? You have not come out from what? You have not come out from among them. You have not come out from among them. Amen. For, for you to come out from among them, there's a way that that coming out is ministered. Right? So the soul will not just see the precept, but the, the soul begins to see a breakthrough of a way. Right? The, the soul must have an appetite for another climate. Do you get what I'm saying? It's climate... All the realms of the spirit are different climate condition. The realm of the courts is not the same climate as the sanctuary. When you've get, got into the court, you should begin to desire the climate of the sanctuary, which is the climate of sanctified soul. Okay, soul that has come out from among them, you should now begin to desire sanctification as an inheritance. You understand what I mean? It's a different desire. It's a different climate. Because the climate of separation of the court can't make the fruit or the seed of peace, to, the fruit of peace to come out. Right? Righteousness that make peace will not come out. You won't even know what it is. Really. 
So one is not easy. One thing is that's not that easy for the soul is is um, there's difference between desiring desiring different precept, de- desiring to to and to acquire different seed, right? Because seed can be exciting. Wow, beautiful, different. You examine it, you excite the heart. But desiring seed, because seed can travel to you where you are. Right? You can even, you can gather. uh-huh. While you are in the world, you can be a gatherer of seed. Like Egypt, they, were, they gathered grains. It's one of the wisdom. All manner of grains were there. All kinds of grains. Glory to Jesus. So you saw a type of, it was metaphorical in Egypt. When you zoom into that state of Egypt, a state where the land has all the grains, but not the climate to bring it forth. That was what the farming was. Do you get, that was what farming, farming meant that even if in that time of farming, go and sow, nothing will happen. They withdrew the climate for those seeds to bring forth. So that, that is a type of what the world is. The world cannot bring forth the seed of Christ. But you can store that seed. You can gather it as precept, even while you are still very worldly. Do you understand me? And God, is not, God doesn't worry. Word of righteousness, ministry and word of righteousness starts with scattering seed to worldly people. Don't worry. But after some time, you, when you, you hold the seed, look at it, look at it, look at it, then after a while, something will begin to disturb you. Why will I just be looking at this seed like this? Is that all? Which day will I see what this seed should become? That is another kind of appetite. It's the appetite of the soul is different. It's different from the, that thing that makes you want to get revelation. I understand that one is healthy, is good. Because that's the beginning point. That thing of wanting to hear another revelation, hear more about it, that is, that's how precept comes. You must, and you must gather precepts a lot. It's a healthy thing. That desire to go forth, to, re- to receive, are you getting what I'm saying? Fresh precepts. But what I'm trying, to, I'm trying to show you, another kind of appetite which comes and rises in the soul in the season when it's time to minister the Spirit it is, it's a different, it feels differently. It's a different kind of yearning in your soul. It's a different kind of hunger. It's a different kind of appetite. It's more than the appetite for new, for precept. It's something that wants to make you change your climate. You understand that? So, a real, what you call real ministry of the Spirit is when you begin to minister that. When the ministry of the Spirit is in full, full flow, it doesn't just cast seed. It also brings in another, what? A change of season, a change of climate. It begins to tempt the soul righteously. That can you 
shift with all this seed you've been carrying, can you actually move into the ground where this seed can be sown and where this seed can be profitable, can bring forth? Do you get what I'm saying? And there's, no way you can, there's nothing you can do to that seed. Devil will tempt you. There's a way you can stay here and just, this, there's a way you can do this seed. Just read it and try and manufacture it. You can't artificially. There must be a shift in the spirit. It must contact the ministry of the spirit. A lot of souls don't like moving. Preach, preach, preach until you start talking about moving, you, you hit problem. Some, a lot of times, you see, because it's not easy, Satan has done so much to entrench the root of the, of the heart in the place. Does he want you to be able to shift? You know, you talk, this so mental accent. We agree. Yeah, wow, beautiful, nice. That's all you, they can see. They can see. You can describe what the tree looks like. Tell them stories about it. Wow, looking at the seed. Wow, wow, wow. This is what they can be. They can even take, this, take the story and keep telling the story. You get what I'm saying? But the Lord wants to bear something more than that. Can there be something, gen- I don't mean fake, I mean genuinely. Genuine, genuine appetite on the inside. That's saying that I'm no, I no longer want to the, to the year of barrenness. Right, should be over. Barrenness means a time when I'm, I am I have precept, but it's not bringing forth. I'm not bringing, and nobody can bring forth after outside the spirit when it comes to righteousness. Anything that has to do with righteousness. There's, there's a kind of inertia. Inertia is a word in physics, I think. That thing that makes you tend to want to stay in, in, in one spot. You need a certain kind of a force at a level to push, overcome that inertia, to, to create tendency of motion. The spirit, there's, a, there's something, that inertia is something it, it, in manifesting souls. You get, they will have all the revelation, but can you, can you shift into the climate, or become open to the to the appearance of fresh ways you know fre- fresh ways means new way you haven't walked before like holy ghost we say hey 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 stop your thinking thinking tar, cap cap meditation all the calm down you've been doing it since it's nice just shift this way now can you just shift in this in this manner then when holy ghost we say shift you interpret that you, to, you go and open the chapter and verse of precept of shifting. You say, no, 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 hey! That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about meditating more on shifting. I mean, shift now. Actually, let your heart take a step. Take a, I, was, I taught it in a way last week about, it has to do with, it's in the program of believing. You know, like I said, it's hearing of faith, right? That there's the aspect of believing Right, that is just the believing. Then there's the aspect that has to do with the will, the engagement of the of the will. Right? You can receive precept by believing alone without the will being added. But full believing, right? You can't shift into the climate of the spirit without your will participating. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Movement. Say movement. Moving out to 
one of the most difficult things to get so to move, especially moving towards the spirit. Shifting. There's so much fear of change, fear of doing something different, fear of, you know, shifting into another mode. It's like when you tell somebody, like you see Canada, for example, the only reason why guys come here, we know why guys come here. It's got nothing to do with the climate, man. You understand? If it was just about climbing, nobody will, nobody will ever come here. You understand what I mean? To, so there have to be things to entice men this way. You can say in this kind of place. Amen. I show you a more excellent way. Amen. When you are receiving precept, there's a way those things manifest. Tongues, interpretation, prophecies, they manifest in a way to show you precept. But when you, you keep them, and carry the ministry on, there's a way that those things can help, help you to shift also the climate, to turn the climate, to move into another place in the spirit. Like when an angel is ministering to you, an angel can come and minister precept to you in a season. They won't talk about their way yet. Even though when you perceive them, you smell their way. They bring their climate. You can smell it, but they will minister something. They will give you access into their knowledge. You come into their knowledge. Then later, in another season, those same ministering spirits will then come again to you and say, okay, now. But this time, I won't just come and drop things and go away. Now, you must follow me. I want to move you into the plains the plane, the place, the place, place where I'm coming from. Amen. Amen. The enemy has done things in men to be resistant to moving, <clears throat> making us resistant to being blessed to making movement. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Father. When they are trying to move you in the spirit, there's an entry point, there's a door they want to all right, make you pass through. It's just they'll show you a particular door that can you pass through this door. It's like Abraham, for example. To bring it's like you want to trap to bring blessing, to be blessed, right, by God. Then God looked at his left and God said, 
it's as if God didn't care too much about anything. God just went to that area of childbearing and just said, okay, in this particular area, I'm going to stay in this place. It's to shift the man, oh, to make the condition the man for blessing. But, but I imagine Abraham trying to be like a, a, a nice guy and please God, which he was doing. That's why, partly why God came to him. But he would try to fix everything in his life. He fixed, even fixed lot problem. He passed that test, passed everything. <laughs> but God was in God was just nice. You tried, you tried. But that thing of your seed. But God knows that everything about Abraham's problem as a man is tied to it. God knew his, his the weak point, the place. God knows the area that will give him access to blessing. Right? If, the, if God stayed on the aspect of being able to give up your close relative and prioritize me over him, Abraham would pass that easily. He passed that with that. But after doing that, that did not make Abraham compatible with carrying with blessing or with the promise of the Spirit. But God, in his eyes, he knows the area that he needs to come to, the particular test. That thing was a door. It's actually a door. A door can manifest from the spirit for you to enter. So when the Bible says an open door, it's an open door. I saw a door open. That's how how the realm of the spirit is. It's not like 100 doors and be entering them. No. So I want to make this a bit clear for us. It's not some kind of abstract something. God is not like that. God will not bring you, not say, there are 100 aspect of your life you need to change this year <laughs> or in this season no no most likely it's one thing it's one in one place in one particular aspect one particular area they will say this is the door into the spirit the holy ghost will, they will just show you that this is the door it's not these are doors no it's this is the door it doesn't mean you don't have other issues in your life <laughs> right it does, it does, it's, it's when you pass through the door, you now realize that all your other issues are tied to that one thing. When you look for them, you won't see them anymore. They actually, oh, really? You mean like this one thing? Yeah, because God knows the configuration of the soul. Complexity of the soul. That one, and each of you, you will know it. It, it keeps coming. It keeps coming. And as easily as it comes... Is one of the most easy things for you to forget. In other words, you'll find that somehow your entire life is arranged against it. Because it's not only God that knows that aspect of you, Satan also knows. Now, part of why God was raising Abraham, Satan was, was walking in Sarah very awesome, beautiful, righteous man, man. But he made Sarah have a rare grace to ask his husband to go and get a child with someone else. It's a rare grace among women. Men, women don't usually have that grace. It took one kind of powerful spirit to rot it. But the spirit who wrote that in Sarah, in all her righteousness, knows who Abraham is. And he knows where God is going to come. So a lot of times, the doorway, your doorway into the spirit, 
there are things that have been raised in your life since you were a child to make you not find that door. That's why you naturally shift from it. Anytime conversation around that thing comes, you easily forget. You easily, but somewhere, the Lord is showing it to you that this is, this is, uh, you get what I'm saying? To move. Praise God. So you must, the only way to navigate that thing, you must switch to another, and that way of hearing is called the hearing of faith. Hearing of faith. Everything about passing through the door that will move you into the spirit is faith, is faith defined. If you stop hearing faith, you won't hear any instruction. Because your, your life is too loud against it. But when you switch to hearing of faith, that thing called the ministry of the spirit, you will, if you, and when you stay at that thing, it will be as if every day, if you are able to stay in that thing for a while, it will be as if you are living the life of another person for some time. But you have to have boldness not to run away from there, from the foreign, to, to shift climate. I've described that to you. It's not easy. You must be willing to, to, to endure someone unfamiliar, unconducive, you know, and stay there and not feel, not want to run back to your, your village, but rather press in to where the Lord is taking your soul to, to establish you in another place in the spirit. Praise God. This blessing will come on you. The Lord will grant help and grace to your heart, to your soul. Make you wise, make you wise, make you wise, make you wise concerning, concerning these things. Thank you, Father. Is what they call when you walk with the spirit, you you journey fast, you journey quick, because there's an intelligence in the spirit about you, your person, about your soul, which you don't have by yourself. Amen. The Lord will help us. Amen. Father, we thank you, we bless you. Thank you for your word, thank you for grace, thank you for sharing with us along these lines Lord some of these things are not that easy to explain but you've given some utterance Lord to to try and describe Lord where you are calling us into where you are bringing our heart our soul into Lord I pray strengthen everyone Lord make us not weak at this time but Father give us grace Lord to roll up our sleeves in the spirit to take on the task to become doers of the work not forgetful hearers only deceiving our own selves but help us as we look into the perfect law of liberty it will give us grace to continue in it you said that whosoever doeth that the same shall be blessed in what he does help us to be blessed lord to to come under the blessing even under the promise the promise of the spirit thank you our father he said Fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure 
to give you the kingdom. Lord, it's your good pleasure to bring us in, into the spirit, to give us the kingdom. I pray, Lord, that this good pleasure, Lord, will come manifest, Lord, in every heart and every, every mind, every spirit, every soul. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. You dwells between the cherubim, shine for You dwells between the cherubim, shine for You dwells between the cherubim, shine for